You're about to listen to a message from Every Nation Church Midrand, the place where people come to be changed and discipled to transform society. Excited this morning. I don't know about you. I am excited. Yes. You know, um, we met Dr. David Molapo some years ago. I can't remember if it was 2002 or 2003 when he you invited um, Pastor Kumuyi to Cape Town. And we were there. That was where we met you for the first time. And then met you again. But it's, it's somebody that, you know, been following from a distance. You know, there are some people you follow from a distance. You watch them and you, you observe. This is somebody that stands and he's not ashamed to be, to, to be, to be identified with God. Everybody knows Dr. David Molapo, knows that he's a man of integrity, he's a man of God, you know, a man that, a man of conviction. In his youth, he was, he was in prison, did you know that? <laughs> yeah, just for what you believe, it's, in, it's incredible. And uh, he's, he's, he's a man of God. He's a businessman. He is a motivational speaker. He's an author. He's a father. He's, I don't know. You just need to keep adding like that. The list goes on and on and on. Yeah. And uh, he's got two companies. And then he's a chairman of four others. And um, yeah, we are privileged this morning to have him to share with us. Yeah. He... he yeah, he will tell us more, and, and as you hear him, some of you have heard him before. How many people have heard of him, have heard him before? Uh, almost everyone. <laughs> Hallelujah. So, without any waste of time, I'd like to introduce and welcome to the, to the podium, Dr. David Molapo. Yes, sir. Hallelujah. You may be seated in the presence of the Lord. Thank you to Pastor Eric, your lovely wife. It's all about relationships. You know, and uh, when we spoke the other day, I thought, my goodness, you make me look old, Baba. And I said to my wife this morning, I'm feeling stronger like the strongest washing powder. You know, I'm just, you know. But thanks so much for the opportunity to come inspire your people there. And may God continue to take every nation to the next height and the next dimension. In Jesus' name, amen. amen. And it's because of relationships that I'm also here. Ruzani happened to be our business partner with I Can Great Match. And when he just uh, said, hey, can we hook a brother up somewhere there? I say, consider it done. He say, what do you mean it's done? I say, my brother, it's done. So again, I want to say to Ruzan and your lovely wife, thank you so much. Amen. And then at the end of the session, do you have some stuff there with you, Riza? Oh, okay. At the end of the session, we do have some of our latest books, CDs, DVDs. Unfortunately, you cannot find them in any bookstore. You know, just like uh, people are being captured. So we're capturing everything ourselves. You can only find us through us, through our program. Riza, stand up, let the people see you. Let's give Riza a wonderful round of applause there. Mama Riza specializes, she used to be with the national intelligence. So the Father, the Son, the Holy Spirit is here, the angels are here. But if there's any nonsense, I've got Riza here also, you know. Joking, joking, joking. Riza has a program as part of ICANN for women in teaching them self-defense. So if maybe you're interested, he does it in companies, in churches and things like that. You know, as part of uh, particularly the ladies, the Me Too movement or whatever, you know. So please, uh, Riza will be there. And then at the end of the service, if you buy a book or CD you want me to sign, it will be an honor for me to meet with you. Remember, it's Friendship March, okay? So I'll be available there. I bring greetings from my lovely wife of 31 years. Come on, give me a good hand, yeah. 31 years, still married to the same woman. 
the spirit of polygamy has not yet upon me, and I do not receive it, I'm happy where I am. Amen. Because I believe if God wanted us to be polygamous, He would have made a lot of Eves. Maybe one Eve from this side, another Eve from this side, another Eve. But He only made one Eve. Now because there's so much polygamous relationship, God allows it, but it's not God's best. Can I have an amen? Imagine having so many mother-in-laws. Imagine that. No wonder Solomon had a problem. After a thousand women, he says, all of this is vanity. So I'm a follower of Christ. I am changed. I'm discipled so that I can transform the nation. I stick with one. Come on, give me a good hand of it. Amen. Let's all stand together as we read the word of the Lord. Genesis chapter 29, Genesis chapter 29, if we can just put it up there, Genesis 29, who can read it for us please, Genesis 29, Genesis 29, if you're in the book of Revelation, we will wait for you, Genesis 29, Ruzani, can you read it for us, oh there you go pastor, read it for us my brother, Genesis chapter 29, let's listen to what the word of the Lord says, verse 16, oh there we go. But we will read with you now, okay? You know why I want the church to read? Because the Bible says faith cometh by? But you cannot hear until you read out loud yourself. Pastor Eric, we pastors have made it easy for these guys. We come up here, we perform, we scream, we shout. No, no, no. They got to read the word for themselves. So that when the preacher is gone, the Bible says you will be wise when you go home and search the scriptures for yourself. So as you read, let's read together. One, two, three, let's go. Two daughters. The name name of the the elder elder was Leah. Leah. The name name of the the younger was Rachel. Now, Leah's Leah's eyes eyes were were delicate, delicate, but Rachel Rachel was beautiful beautiful in form and and appearance. appearance. Now, Jacob loved Rachel. Rachel. So he said, I will serve you seven years for Rachel, your younger daughter. And Laban said, It is better that I give it to you than that I should give her to to another man. Stay with me. The last verse. So Jacob served seven years for Rachel, and they seemed only a few days to him because of the love he had for her. Thank you. You may be seated. The book of Genesis is made up of eight great facts. All are eight. Eight great facts. Fact number one, it talks about the creation. Fact number two, it talks about the fall of Adam and Eve. Fact number three, it talks about the flood or the deluge. Fact number four, it talks about the nation, every nation, the nations. Fact number five, he talks about this dude or this brother by the name of Abraham. Fact number six, he talks about Isaac. Fact number seven, Jacob. Fact number eight, he talks about Joseph. These eight facts make up the book of Genesis. Today, the spotlight is on fact number seven, a brother by the name of Jacob. Um, Jacob. You remember that brother Jacob. Ah, if you go to Genesis 28, you remember that he's the brother who had this totsy mentality. He was a skeleton, he was a skabenga. God had an assignment for him. God had a purpose for him. But sometimes we rush. And in his hastiness, in his desperation, he deceived everybody to get a blessing from the father. It is true that there is no rush in Russia. There's no hurry in Harare. So why are we rushing? I'm speaking to someone here today during friendship march to say God has got you covered. Chill, relax. As my daughter will say, chillax is a combination of chilling and relaxing. But mama, he stole the birthright and suddenly brother Esau was angry. The Bible says he did not inquire of the Lord. He ran away. I believe he sang a song. I believe I can fly. He left. 
and brought in the book of Genesis, you discover he leaves a place of comfort and he goes to a place filled with rocks. While he's there, the Bible says the sun just set. And he found a stone and he sleeps in Genesis 28. While he was sleeping, the Bible says he had a dream in Genesis 28 verse 12. Jacob has a dream. And in this dream, he sees angels ascending and descending. And on top of that ladder, almighty God, he speaks to him a couple of things. He's not a member of every nation because God is not a respecter of person. God loves everyone. You might be here today, you think you, are, you, are, you have gone off the grid. You might be loose and after you've been, been loose, you are now lost. The good news is this, that almighty God loves you. Never forget that. He is visiting this thug, this Tzotzi. And he shows this story a couple of things. Read it at home. But what I like there, he says to this guy. He says, Jacob, the land where you are lying right now, I, almighty God, I, El Enyon, will give it to you and I will give it to you and your descendants, descendants. I've got a problem with that scripture. Because, Joe, I mean, Jacob does not have a girlfriend. No woman. No woman, no crap. You know, no woman. Because when God speaks to you, God looks at your potential and not your condition. You might be sick today, but God is Jehovah Rapha, the Lord that has already healed you. He does not look at your condition. He looks at the potential. You might be broke today, but he knows that you're already rich in heavenly places. God looks at your potential. Jacob is single, maybe unsatisfied, but God says, Mebrur, I'm going to bless you, you and your children's children. God looks at Jacob the way Jacob could become and not the way Jacob was. I thank God for the perspective of God, that he doesn't care where we come from. All he's interested in is where we are now, and when we have a relationship with him, he says, I've got greater things for you. I'm speaking to someone here today. I don't care what kind of a past you come from. As you had at the age of 13, I was a customer of the South African police with free accommodation. I was in jail. But Jesus touched me there. And if Jesus can touch me, Jesus will touch you. Jesus will touch you. Jesus will touch you. I declare today that a new page is going to be written in your, about your life. Amen. So now you understand in Genesis 29, the brother got a word that he must have children. So obviously, he's not like some South African brothers. Because some South African brothers missed this scripture. He who finds it. It is not the woman who must find the brother. It is he who finds. Not a, not a girlfriend, not a cherry. He who finds a wife. So you must already act like a wife. Walk like a wife. Even sneeze like a wife. You don't go etia. A wife will sneeze this way. Etia. And then you move on. Hallelujah. He who finds a wife finds a good thing. In Africans, I look at them, okay? He who finds a good wife, finds a good thing, and he finds what? Favor. I pray that favor will be upon you in the name of Jesus. The Bible says, we just read, that he bumps into this brother by the name of Laban. Laban was an awesome candidate. Yes, it was a, a relative. But the Bible says, Laban had two daughters. Beautiful. But the Bible scholars were struggling. To describe these ladies, we read, the Bible says, Leah, who was the older, had delicate eyes. Some other version said she had weak eyes. Some other Bible translator says she had strange eyes. Delicate, strange, weak. I like the Zulu Bible. I met her up, taga, 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 taga eyes. No, it's in your Bible. The bottom line, Leah was not a pretty girl. In fact, when you saw it, it was like her eyes were like, you don't know. It, it's okay. It, it, it's okay. It's okay. It's okay. 
These were delicate eyes, strange eyes, weak eyes, and boo, taga taga eyes. You just read the, your Bible. You just read it. Did I read it? No, no. You read it. You're responsible for it. The Bible says the other lady's name was Rachel. You read it. She was beautiful of form and appearance. In other words, Begadli Salom she was a pretty woman. So brother Jacob has a choice. Because life is filled with choices. No chances. She has got a Leah. And she's got a pretty woman. So Leah represented a setback. A failure. sharp. But the Bible says Rachel was beautiful in form of favor. So you know the story. He goes up there. He says to Laban. Laban. God spoke to me in Genesis 28. I need to have children, but I need a wife. For me, out of the two that you have, this one is okay, but I love this one. How much, Lobola? Laban was a businessman. He says, seven years. Single people, not seven weeks, not seven months. Uprufaranjan, seven years. I told you, don't rush. Let's now go up there. Because you see, let's go to the next slide. You see, guys, men are like Bluetooth, ladies. He is connected to you when you're nearby, but he will search for other devices when you are away. Because brothers are like Bluetooth, but brothers, sisters are like Wi-Fi. She will see all the available devices, but she will connect to the strongest one. So, everything was fine. Rachel is now connected to Jacob. For seven years, wife, for seven years, Jacob maintained purity. Jacob maintained focus. See, some of us who are married, that's sometimes where we have challenges. Because I've been married for 31 years, I'm a man of God, does not mean that I'm blind. I was blind, but now I can see. <laughs> but wait, here's a problem. It's nothing wrong in having one look. It is the second look that is dangerous. Ask Eve. The Bible says Eve had one look at that fruit. One look should have been enough, but she had a second and a third. And then she had a desire. She partook of that fruit. She ate it and we end up, ended up in a mess. Lord's wife, the instructions were clear. Don't look back. Look one time at Sodom and Gomorrah. Don't look back. She looked back. Moses is clear. Look at these Egyptians. You shall see them no more. So what do I do when I'm with my wife? See a beautiful woman. I acknowledge it. Because the creator is awesome. I appreciate beauty. So when I'm with my wife, I say to her, Ah, praise God of this poor Jesus. Look at that. Mm. But you only look. I look one time. I hold my Mickey's hand. I say, there's a race that you must run. There are victories to be won. Give me power. Every hour. Only one look. Mama, maybe you are also married to a guy who is full gospel. At this year, Kaba must fall. Hashtag Kaba must fall. But for right now, for right now, maybe you are married to a guy who is blessed. Full gospel. By mistake, you look and you see a guy with a six-pack. You go, is that possible? Mama, with God, all things are. But look how many times. Hold him. And then Rabbi's time said, there's a race that we must run. Focus. The next slide, please. Seven years, seven years, focusing on a relationship. Seven years. Surely Jacob saw other beautiful women, but he made a commitment. Seven years. I'm concerned today 
that some of us get into relationships for the wrong reasons. And remember, relationships are important. They're like a lift. Relationships can take you up or they can bring you down. I know we are under pressure, peer pressure, parental pressure, professional pressure, even personal pressure. But never ever get involved in a relationship for these eight wrong reasons. Please, quickly, next slide. Never get involved in a relationship, just hold all of them there. Just give me all of them. Because of age. Listen, who determines what age a person must get married to? Some of you right now, I'm encouraging you. You are single. Never ever come to a point where you are desperate. Enjoy your single life. Almighty God uses single people more than he uses us as married people. I know what I'm talking about. So don't rush into marriage because my age. No, 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 no. If you're a believer, if you're a follower of Christ, God knows exactly what you need. Maybe some of you, God does not even want you to get married. Ask some of the married people. Some of them, even this morning when they woke up, looked at their spouse, they say, is there a refund? Oh, Baba. Cave into pressure. Never, never get involved in a relationship because you cave into pressure, because of loneliness, and because you are starving for sex. Here's another one. Never ever be involved in a relationship because of, let's go to the next four. Rebound. You just came out of another relationship. I want to show it to him. Remember, you're a follower of Christ. You don't have to show anybody anything. It is not about impressing people. This church teaches you to impact people, not to impress people. So don't ever be in a relationship because you are rebounding. Here's another one. Never be in a relationship because of desperation or for a self-esteem boost or because your child needs a mom and a dad. It's a wrong reason. In fact, I want to encourage you. Next, next slide. I want to encourage you. Here are eight kinds of women you need to run away from if you're single. <laughs> Remember, Jacob had a Rachel. He was focused on that Rachel. Maybe if you still do not have your Rachel, here are eight kinds of women. You don't have to pray about it. You don't have to fast and pray. You just summer run. Here they are. Let's give the first four. Stay away from a drama queen. The problem with the drama queen is there must always be drama. If there's no drama, she creates the drama. If she does not create the drama, she becomes the drama. When are you going to finish with this emotional woman? Because dramas have episodes and seasons. When are you going to finish that? So to save yourself trouble, run away. Number two, run away from a material girl. Always spoil. Give me, give me, give me. My name is Jimmy. Run away from a woman like that. The third woman you need to run away from is that one who's always demanding. The fourth kind of woman is the sexually manipulated woman. She has a spirit of Delilah and a combination of, of Jezebel. Run away from those kind of women. Here's the other four, the remaining four. The dominating donor. There are certain women who are just dominating. They are control freaks. From the house... To the church, according to Google Maps, is 20 minutes. Today you came 62 minutes. Please justify the other minutes. Control freak. Where are you? I'm with Pastor Eric. Let me say hello to Pastor Eric. Please say hello. <laughs> hello. Hi, Pastor Eric. Where are you? I'm in the toilet. Flash, let me be sure. <laughs> it's rough, brothers. Maintain your single life as a man of God. In his time, he will make all things beautiful. Run away from this kind of woman, the Facebook addict. You're with her wanting to read the Bible. Run away from a woman like that. She forgets there is a time and a season for. But she's addicted. Before she opens the word of God, it's always Facebook, whatever. Run away from a chick like that. 
Here's another one. Run away from the cycle. There are some crazy women here. They come to church like this, you know. They are looking, scouting. Run away from a woman like that. Here's another one. Run away from Miss Chatterbox. Too much information. How are you today? Ooh, did you see so-and-so? Her Brazilian hair, her Peruvian hair. Ah, that's a Mithran hair. I mean, she talks too much. Baba, you only have one life to live. But some of you sisters, maybe you feel like this. Thank God that Rachel finally got a Jacob. Maybe some of you, you feel my prince is not coming on a white horse. He's probably and obviously writing a turtle. Uslo listen to this. Please repeat after me, only ladies. Single ladies, repeat after me, please. Waiting time is not wasted time. Waiting time is learning time. Is increasing time. My precious sister, the Bible is clear. They that wait, not upon a man, upon the Lord shall renew their strength. I pray that God will renew your strength today. He will find you on the way. Make some money. Invest. Give to the church. Do something. He will find you on the way. He might be coming on a white horse. He might be coming on a turtle. Whether he's coming or not, irrelevant. When you are cool with God. It's your relationship with God. Because sometimes you get diverted and you miss the assignment of God upon your life. Next one. Then some of us who are married, remember that marriage is a relationship in which one is always right. And the other is the husband. Here's a word to the wise. If you are wrong and you shut up, you are. But if you are right and you shut up, you are. Don't read right into marriage. I'm trying to help these young people. Because Pastor Mama, we get into this thing called marriage. With high expectations but low preparations. This is a relationship thing. And when this relationship is affected here, Pastor Eric... It gets affected with Abba, our father. How many of us are angry at God because of what did not happen here? But also, ladies, let me help you. The next one. Here are kind of brothers that you need to avoid. The next slide. Eight kinds of men, my sister. I know you're believing God for a brother. A spiritual brother. But now I'm Jita, I ate. You don't pray about it. You don't fast. You just somehow run away. Let's hit all of them. Number one, a sarcastic man. There are certain men who are sarcastic. Remember, things don't end wrong. They start wrong. A sarcastic person will always bring the worst out of you. You are never good enough. You are trying to lose weight. Bioslim, here I come. This year's truth, God, you wait while I fall. I will say that you are too fat. You try to be thin, you are too thin. Ah, look at that nose. It's as if God was in a hurry through that nose. Ah, I love you. I swear, look at your ears. They're like a DSTV dish. I mean, there are brothers who will brutalize you emotionally. Stay away from a guy like that. You want a man that will edify you. A man that will lift you up. A man that will see greatness in you. A man that does not relegate you as image. But see, when they see you, they see a woman of God. Run away from a sarcastic guy. Number two, run away from a vanishing man. And most of the time, sisters, they vanish after they've scored. Have you noticed that? After Latuma, the brother is vanished. Is Pastor Eric there? Yes. I thought there's a rapture because what happened to David? He's gone. You think the rapture happened. Number three, run away from a slippery guy. A slippery guy is the one who is articulate. They promise you everything. They inhale and exhale under the atmospherical composite of this vicinity. Hey, run away from a guy like that. A smooth talker. I'll take you to the moon. After the first toll gate, everything is finished. You know, be careful of a guy like that. A chicken man, a chicken man. He does not want to deal with issues. He pushes you as a woman to deal with issues. And when the issues end up great, he gets the credit. But if issues don't get well, you are to blame. Ask Adam. Adam, where are you? I'm naked. I didn't ask whether you're naked or not. Adam, where are you? Well, it is the woman that you gave me. I did not tender for him. You gave it to me. 
That's why God does not give you a woman. You go find your woman yourself. A tricky man, even today, still blames. Here's another one. A mysterious man. He communicates without information. Honey, after every nation tribe service, what would you like to eat? What you You forget that the woman of God does not have the interpretation of tongues. You speak in your mysterious. Here's another guy that you need to run away from. They work for the hawks or scorpions secretly. You don't know what's happening. Secretive guy. Here's another one. A commando man. I command you to kiss me. I command you to iron for me. There is no verse in the Bible that says that. Mama, in fact, in the Bible, the Bible says, he bruised. Not she bruised. Who's doing the brewing? He bruised. That's why we have the word, I mean, he bruised. Is that right? Not she bruised. Some of you will catch it later. Let's move on. Mama, run away from a mama's boy. If every decision they must consult, oh mama, they're already breaking the thing when you get married. The Bible says to the man, leave, cleave, and become. It did not say abandon, but say, Baba, you must leave. Start your own culture, your own family. But mama's boy always. A guy with a beard and bald. I want to hear what my mama said. Run away from a guy like that. That was a quick commercial sponsored by every nation. Let's go be honest. Look at me, look at me, look at me. Seven years, he focuses on this woman. Because when you have a relationship, you need to build a relationship. That is why God, the Bible says, is a jealous God. God is an emotional God. Jesus wept. The Holy Spirit has been grieved. The Bible says he's a jealous God. God wants this relationship. I love my wife, but she's number two. Number one is my relationship with Abba, Father. Itai Malam is my pa. So for seven years, Jacob watched Isaac and the mom, Rebecca. So now for seven years, he focuses his attention on this woman. Ah, after seven years. Everything was completed. The Lobolabal's and vet were paid. I would imagine they started writing invitation cards. RSVP, the wedding. But remember the culture of the day was this. All weddings were conducted in the evenings. That place is hot. I took all the ICANN team members to Israel twice. It's hot. So you cannot do a wedding during the day. All the weddings, all the festivities were conducted in the evening. Second thing about the culture of the day, some of us still have that culture. You could never see a woman's face. A veil was, pour, was pulled upon her face. It was the culture of the day. Invitation cards were sent. RSVP, respond a silver plate. Please respond. I'd imagine the day came. About 7 for 7.30. Church was packed. And then suddenly, Jacob, wearing an Old Testament tuxedo with forcefulness in his feet. And he was not singing, Nearer my God to thee. He was singing something romantic like, Turn off the lights, let the candles. Seven years. And then suddenly he stands up there, Tam, tam, tadam, tam, tam, tadam. When people look, there was this beautiful woman clad, clothed in white, a veil upon her face. Some of the single sisters had two kinds of rice. Father, if you can do it for her, please do it for me. I mean, it was just a wonderful. The atmosphere was wonderful. Do not pass me by. Oh, gentle Savior, if you have done it for her, please remember me. And God is saying to somebody today, He is remembering you. Because you're never far away from God. He will locate you wherever you are. The hands of God are not too short. He can take you wherever you are. Suddenly, I will, remind, I will just imagine pastor doing all the wedding. And they're now pronounced husband and wife. I picture this scenario. Jacob taking his wonderful woman. And they're off to an Old Testament honeymoon. The Bible says in Genesis 29 verse 25. In the morning, I'll imagine this. Jacob took the veil. It was like, ah! Hey, my daughter. 
delicate eyes, weak eyes, strange eyes, abutagataga eyes. Pastor Eric, I know that Jacob was not a charismatic. No, he was not full gospel. Because we go weeping can endure in the night. But joy, joy comes. There was no joy in the morning for the brother. It was like, ah! How do you handle setbacks in a relationship? How do you handle failure? You've built on this relationship. Some of us, it may mean between a single parent and your child. You've done all the best you could. You have learned from these great teachers and the leadership of the church. You have tried to raise this child. And just one night, it's a layer. How do you deal with that? A boyfriend and a girlfriend, you've been trying to be pure. Honest, and you found out your boyfriend or your girlfriend had just cheated on you. How do you handle setbacks? Some of us, you are married. And you realize that marriage has got three rings. The engagement ring, the wedding ring, and the suffering. Then when things are tough, how do you handle failures in marriage? You've cut off your opportunities for advancement. You love this man, you love this woman. And in a moment, bam, it's as if everything is dissipated. How do you handle setbacks and failures? Eight things and we close. Number one. Let's go there. Embrace your failures. The Bible is clear. Many are the afflictions, not of the wicked. Many are the afflictions of the comma. But God will deliver us out of all of them. What is it this morning that you need to embrace? It's just part of life, Mutana Sekai. It's part of life. Because life is like a book of many chapters. Some chapters are easy. Some chapters are difficult. Because we live in a fallen world. Stop trying to blame yourself. You need to come to a point when you say, what? This is Leah. You cannot say, I don't receive you. You don't exist. No, I close my eyes. One eye. No, no, you. No, no, no. She's there. It is an affliction. It is a trial. It is a test. You've done everything in the business. And yet somebody or the situation or the markets, things just got haywire. Embrace it. Remember, I have learned what the Bible says. In my weakness, then I realize he is my strength. That is why you can never depend on your intellectual capability. You can never depend in yourself. Because you deceive yourself. You come to observe Bible, I don't understand. God says, yes, I told you, lean not unto your own understanding. All you do is believe on me. Trust me. Even if it's things that just trust me. Can you trust me? Yes. My brother, my sister, the spiritual world is as real as the physical world. So when things are tough, embrace it. In other words, visualize it because what you visualize will materialize. Sooner or later, embrace it. Some of you might just say the silver cup is broken. I understand, Baba. Let that person go. Some of you, embrace it means you need to forgive. Ooh, that's a tough one. You don't understand. How can they forgive? They owe me money. Particularly Christians, when they owe you money, they quote scriptures. I don't want a chorus. I don't want a scripture pay back there. But some of you today, God is going to say, stop asking for that money. Sow it as a seed. I'm speaking to someone here today. Because it happened to me. And when I obeyed that, I embraced it. Baba, I realize I'm going to get that money. God says, now great, can you still trust me? And that very same person, 18 years later, not only paid back the money, gave me a contract seven times that money. But that day, it was not good. I had to learn to embrace it. Number two, 
The second thing that you need to do is this. Space it. When you go home, you read. I'm not going to read these scriptures. I want you to read them yourself. Second, pray for us. You pray for yourself now. Pastors can't be working this. Man, I've been, I've been preaching this gospel for a number of years. They don't even buy the tape to check it out, whatever. Another Sunday, they're going to perform and perform. No, no. They're going to read the scriptures for themselves. I'll pray for some today because I'm only a visitor. But if I'm a pastor, sometimes you pray for yourself. Lay hands on yourself and pray for yourself. We got to teach them that, my brother. Because in the marketplace, there's no Pastor Eric. There's no mama there. Space. What is it today? Your relationship is in tatas. It was your better. But God is saying, not only must you embrace, but give God what space. Let him do only what he can do. The third one, before we pray, go ahead quickly. The third one is this. Face it. Second Timothy chapter 1 verse 17. The Bible says, for God did not give us the spirit of timidity. But he gave us a spirit of power, love, sound, and disciplined mind. In other words, I can never conquer anything until I confront it. What is it today? In your relationship, maybe with the father, maybe you're backslidden. You need to face him and say, Dad, I, I messed up. I come to church to be seen, but my heart is not in this thing. You face it. Then here's another one, another one. The fourth way, the fourth way you trace it. Vacom didn't find enough. It's what guy. Why is my relationship in this mess? David in Psalm 26 verse 2, he realized that, yo, I lost focus. Listen to what he says in Psalm 26 verse 2. He says, Lord, I give you permission. Test me. Try me. Examine my heart. I like it in Zulu. Give Jehovah. Now you can't say in English, me Jehovah. There's no word like that. Because the word vivine, it means, Lord, not only test my heart, but check the motive of my heart. Checking your heart is one thing, but you need to check the motive. Why do you want a child? So that I can be like a mother. No, 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 no. So that, Father, when I raise that child, that child will glorify God through this life. Why do I need a husband so that this can glorify God? Why do I need a car so that when people come to every nation, I can stop, put them in the car? Why do I need a house so that if there are missionaries coming, they can? Your motive must be right. Why do you need money so that I can go beyond 10%? Because in the New Testament, we are no longer under the law. 10% is legal stuff. 24 rands, 13 cents. That's too legalistic. Put in 30 rands. God understands. I'm already messing somebody up here today. That's why you need money. So that you don't have to worry about tithe. You double tithe this thing. Not no, 46 rand, 15 cents. It's difficult to count 15 cents, Baba. 50 bucks. Another one, another one. Trace it. Where does it come from? The last four. We pray. Place it. In a couple of minutes, I'm going to give you an opportunity. Pastor and I are going to be praying for you. What is it that you need to give to God today? It is in the inner recesses of your heart. Certain things are broken. Thank God that next week you're going to still break some other chains. But we start today. What is it that you need to place it? First Peter 5, 7. Casting all, not some, all of your care. Your ambitions, your, 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 your fantasies, everything. God says, bring them to me. I pray that when you do that today, stress is living in Jesus' name. Strain is going in Jesus' name. Your struggle is living today, but you've got to do your part. Give it to God. The next one, the next one, next one. Here's another thing. Grace it. Romans 8, 28, for we know, we don't guess, that all things work together for, for those who love the Lord. Personal story and we close. 1990, Brother Ruzani, my wife and I came back from exile. Wanted to make a, a difference in this nation. We started a family because I'm a great man. One shot, she was pregnant. She's about eight and a half months pregnant by now. I'm in the USA. I get a phone call from my mother. Dave, yes, mom. She said, we've got a crisis. Some of us as business people, we know that the word crisis is actually a Chinese word divided into two words, crisis. In Chinese, it means wei chen. Simple English, risk 
an opportunity. In any crisis, there's heads or tail, scars or stars, obstacle or opportunities. In Afrikaans, that's where we get the word mors, okay? That's what I mean. There's always the negative and the positive side. I said to my mom, tell me the bad news. The bad news came. Leah, your wife, Mamiki, eight and a half months pregnant, just lost the baby. The baby is gone. The baby is dead. The baby is with the Lord. It was like a layer. Strange eyes. Delicate eyes. Weak eyes. But taga taga eyes. I know what it is to feel like a failure. But I'm here to encourage someone. Failure is not a person. It's just an event. You made a bad decision. All of us will make mistakes, but in any mistake, certain things that you will miss and certain things that you will take. That is why the Lord is clear. Do not dwell any longer in the past because you are no longer a prisoner of your past. You are a pioneer of your future. The past is a point of reference, not a place of residence. The blood of Jesus canceled that curse. The blood of Jesus canceled that mistake. The blood of Jesus canceled that abortion. The, the blood of Jesus canceled all the stuff that you have done. And when God has canceled it, you need to learn to cancel yourself. Because if you do not, you make God a liar. And God wants to relate with you. And when God said it is done, you are now a virgin. It does not matter what the devil says. Thus wept. Jesus was in emotion. Back to South Africa. Mom, tell me the good news. The good news came. Your wife survived. Came back to South Africa for three years. We tried. No children. Some of the black guys would appreciate this. Peanut butter, Makunya, Mangola. I've tried everything. That time it was good to eat baloney, rice, I mean, and Russian and Vienna. Those days, not now, it's dangerous now. Stay away from that stuff. For three years, facing Leah. One day I said, but Lord, I'm praying for people. And I'm going to do that today. I'm praying for people who could not have children. Lord, you bless them with a fruitful womb. You pray for business, fruitfulness in their business. Baba, please don't forget me. God says, it's done. My grace, sufficient. Do you trust me, David Malapo? At one time, I must confess, my brothers and sisters, I went to Mamiki, I said, Mamiki, there are two opportunities here. One, we can adopt. So I'm trying to give God shortcuts. She said, no, but God said, we're going to have children. It's fine. Even today, we're adopting a lot of kids. But I said, you know, have you ever considered the other stuff? She said, what do you mean the other stuff? I said, it's an opportunity, but you may not like it. She says, what do you mean? I said, have you observed? Have you what? I'm not going there. It's just an observation. In the Old Testament, have you observed? <laughs> don't, don't look holy on me, Bafuichu. Majita, guys, don't, don't betray me now. I just said it's an observation. That all men of God had more than one wife. Is it maybe because of things like this? My wife looked at me. Some of you know my wife. Come as she is. She's a spirit of polygamy. Come out of David Malab. And that was it. I said, no, no, it was. She said, stop observing. Focus. 1994, not only did I vote for the first time, my wife was supernaturally pregnant. I was there when she gave birth to that boy. And I call his name Grace. Musa. But as if God is saying, when you relate to me, I will do exceedingly, abundantly, above anything that you might think, ask, or imagine. Three years later, my wife is pregnant again. She blessed me with a baby girl. Allow God's grace to operate in your life. So that you become like Paul to say, I am what I am because of the grace of God. I have what I have because of the grace of God. You're going to do that today. Say, Baba, I don't understand. But you know what? Just let your grace be prevalent in my life, in my business, in my relationships. And then allow God to replace. David is in a mess. He said, Father, clean my heart. Replace it. Remove the old one. So that at the end of the day, erase the stuff. The Bible says in Psalm 37 verse 4, if you and I delight ourselves in the things of God, he who puts
those desires will grant us the desires of our hearts. I met my wife, a South African, in the States. So don't be frustrated if you do not find a person here. In fact, Jesus says, start in Jerusalem. But you like Jerusalem so much, even the songs you sing. We are marching over to Jerusalem. No, 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 march away from Jerusalem. You start in Jerusalem. Maybe your husband or your wife is in Judea, Samaria. Don't you ever limit God. Let's finish the story. Jacob is discouraged, but I like his tenacity, Pastor Eric. We might not have what we want, but Lord, we're going to do it again. Do not be weary in doing well. I know you've been trying to reach out to the people. Sometimes after you've preached to people, live that lifestyle. It's no longer just lip service. It's about a lifestyle now. They are watching you. Don't give up on people. He goes to Laban and says, Laban, I'm prepared to work another 14 years to get a woman. 14 years to get another woman. But don't be quick to kick Leah out of space. Don't push her on the curve. Two points deserve notice, and we give it to Pastor Eric to pray for us. Point number one about Leah. Did you know that out of the 12 children of Israel, Jacob's name was changed to Israel. Out of 12, 10 came from Leah and the concubine. Rejection can become direction. When people reject you, when circumstances reject you, God in the midst of your direct, I mean, your rejection will bring you. You've been looking for a job. I've got a good CV, whatever. No, 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 my sister. The steps of the righteous are ordered of the Lord. When rejection comes, allow God space and let him see you give you direction. Leaving Cape Town, coming to Midrand, direction. Second thing about Leah. Don't be quick. Yes, she has got delicate eyes, weak eyes, tender eyes, butaga taga eyes. But God is not interested in the outward stuff. He's interested in the inside stuff. Second thing about uh, Leah. Rachel was buried under a tree. However, our butaga taga sister Ah, Jesus. You go home, you read about Leah. She was buried with Jacob in the acres of heroes. The very same one. When you read further, people say, how many of you will be like the daughters of Leah? Who's a tatala, a begela, a susela, a begela. Let's all stand up at this time. This ministry has come to you live from Every Nation Midrand. For other life-changing messages and more information, log on to www.everynationmidrand.org.